Big Ten Plus Four is a member of Odd Pods Media and ASAP All Sports All Plays Network. Hello and welcome into another edition of Big Ten Plus Four College Sports with a Midwest Perspective, Blue Collar and Blue Blood. I'm Dalton Shetler. That's Tony Hollinsworth just over there on the other side. Sam Springer will be with us in just a handful of minutes and we'll, we'll get his takes on the Big Ten Championship game. I, I feel like there's all kinds of conversations we can have in the show we're going to be having in the show, Tony. But maybe we save the one that involves the Purdue's only appearance in a Big Ten title game maybe for decades until Sam returns. So we'll, we'll put that in our pocket. That, that feels fair. Uh, let's start with the college football playoff instead because just about the unthinkable has happened where with the four-team format, the Big Ten found a way to get two teams in and now has 50% of that field with Michigan at number two and Ohio State at number four. The rest of the field, Georgia one, TCU three. But – there's a couple of different angles to, to poke and prod at this, but the fact that the Big Ten's got two teams in, what do you think of that, Tony? Yeah, it says a lot. I mean, if, I, if I'm if i remembering correctly, this is the first time that has ever happened. Yes. Because, I mean, for the most part, you've either had two SEC teams or you've had the SEC champion, you've had the ACC champion, the Big Ten champion, and then whoever else wants to hop in. But it hasn't been a second Big Ten team. Um, so this says a lot, and... You know, I saw a lot of Alabama fans very upset. Of course, I saw Nick Saban that he advocated during the Big Ten Championship halftime show about how his team deserved to be in. About but how he, he was everywhere. I can't believe he didn't intercept one of these podcast episodes for Big Ten Plus Four and jump in and and go on the campaign trail with with us. It's because of me. It's because I'm like, <laughs> no, Nick, I'm not accepting your two quality losses. Congratulations, you sucked the best. Congratulations. That does not mean you deserve a playoff spot. It's so funny to get Tony going on Alabama. It's so funny. (laughs) Like, look, I get it. You know, the the whole entire pitch is, well, if you want to look at who did they lose to, they lost to two of the teams, what, have both been ranked top 10 at some point, top five, even Mm -hmm. at some point, they lost to both of them by a combined total of four points. One at what the very end of the game with Tennessee with a game winning field goal. And then LSU with a game ending uh, two point conversion. So I get it in the matter of, Oh, well we, you know, we were a ball bounce away. Yeah. We, and I, and I get it. I, I can 100% see why they make that argument, but I also look at it as this is the college football playoffs and the whole they want the four best teams. Alabama has not been a good team this year. Like, they they just haven't. Like, you look at their schedule, they, they beat Old Miss, who at the time was still ranked in, like, the top 15. They're now unranked. Their best win is against number 20, Texas, which that game, that whole entire game was controversial. And and Texas had its backup quarterback for most of that game. Yes, backup quarterback. You know, there was potentially missed calls. Was Bryce Young shin down or not when, you know, he was sat, when he was hit, still managed to get the ball off. So, I mean, and, and there have been one of the most undisciplined teams 
so far this year. So that that's really my biggest knock is if this was a the traditional Alabama team that had like dominated the opponents that they're supposed to dominate and they've just lost a couple close games. 100% 100% agree with you. This is an Alabama team like we like we haven't seen in a very long time. They were not a defensive force that I was like, oh man, that Alabama defense once again, or even on the other side of the ball, you know, the last few years, it's been an Alabama offense. Like none of them, if I, if I remember the actual name and stat correctly, none of them were selected for an all, uh, an SEC all offense or all defense player so far for this year like nobody played that well that they were like man this is one of the best one of the best players in the sec at this position except for maybe like the offensive line maybe so it's like that that to me is my biggest thing this while could alabama maybe beat up on tcu yeah probably just because of experience and i would say overall better talent against the other three no well, and and here's where I think you are correct. Um, I, I think Alabama deserved to not be in. I think TCU and Ohio State comparatively. I, I It's hard to say Ohio State necessarily deserves to be in, but that resume stacks up better than Alabama's because you have a good win on there. And, and Alabama just doesn't. Alabama just doesn't have good wins on this resume, which is really unique and a little bit bizarre. But this is where maybe... Maybe it's because I've had the tinfoil hat on a little too long, but I applaud the committee for making the right move because I thought for sure when I saw TCU drop to Kansas State, I was like, oh, it, the stars are aligning. The TCU is going to get knocked out so we can have Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, and Michigan. You could, you, if you really want to build this up for TV ratings, you could have a rematch of the game with Ohio State, Michigan. You could, you could have a rematch of last year's national title of Alabama, Georgia, or you could hope that they meet each other in the championship game by getting through their semifinal games. But I thought for sure, because that's really what this seems to be, right? It seems to be a made-for-TV extravaganza at the end of the season. Like, much to your point, when we were picking these teams, I hate, because I, I found that the words best is so subjective throughout this playoff thing because to me it should be about the teams that deserve and earn their way into the playoff. The committee over time has a lot of times went with, well, we like this team's talent. And if that's the case, we don't really even need to play these games. We could have just put Bama in before the season because, hey, it's it's Alabama. That's all, that's all we know. Nick Saban just has a bunch of five stars, and they go play for a national championship every single year. Uh, yeah. Texas A&M could have just been put in there because all the five stars they have, and then we see how it plays out. Like, I, I hate the on-paper talent argument. I think that's why we spent the last three and a half months arguing and, and focusing hyper-intensely on what's happening in college football was so we knew who the best teams were who had earned their way. So I, I think the committee actually did the right thing here by really going more with the earn style. I mean, you can make the argument TCU is not as great of a team as, as where they're at right now. I mean, TCU is a ball bounce away from how many games at the at the end of the season losing. I mean, they, they send a kicker out there in, in fire drill style, able to hit a game winner in the closing weeks. Like they, they were in so many one possession games, they most certainly did not dominate but they won, and I felt like they earned their way. I really just didn't have the faith in the committee to, that they were going to make that move. But I think this was the right play. Yeah, I I didn't think they were. Same thing. It, when we saw USC loss, I was lose. I was like, okay, 
There's that, Ohio State. There's Ohio <laughs> State. And then there was. There's a lot of theories that, okay, well, if TCU loses, you know, then that, that leaves for Alabama. And I'm like, but but really why? I mean, why would – and I think the college football uh, playoff committee kind of recognized that, that they would have a little bit more of that, you know, quote-unquote Bama bias. Mm-hmm. Because how could you ever justify that a 12-win, one-loss Big 12 team – doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs more than a 10 and two quote unquote sec favorite in alabama and just looking at their schedule you know that that's been my biggest thing i've preached you know this whole entire time is what is their quality wins they got a win against at the time number 20 arkansas but again this was an arkansas team that was ranked extremely high at the beginning of the season lost a couple games and started to fall very quickly then they faced uh Number 24, Mississippi State, which, you know, again, not exactly super high. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that's set super impressive. And then at the time, they beat number 11, Old Miss, who is now unranked. And then in the year, they only put 34 on Austin P. And I've said this time and time again Austin P is a school that they drop 34 on in like the first quarter, like the first half. And then you put your backups in and then you maybe score another couple touchdowns and it's like 48, you know, 56 to nothing at the end of the game. So I think they did right to TCU. TCU had more, you know, quote unquote, top five wins. I just think, I think they overall did better. No, I I think you're absolutely right. And uh, we now have Sam Sprunger with us and we were talking about, the idea of the college football playoff committee and how they maybe a little bit surprised me because I didn't believe that they would maybe do the right thing. I thought the shiny, I I thought it was so tempting to have Georgia, Bama, Ohio state, Michigan for these TV ratings for sponsorship dollars, just sitting there. I thought that's how they were going to go, especially when USC and TC lose but the committee did put TCU in who I thought earned their way. Do I think TCU is better than Alabama? I don't, but I think they earned it this season, and I think that should matter. And I don't think that the, that's necessarily in line with what the committee's done over years. That's where we're at, Sam. I think they got it right. I, I agree with you guys. Uh, <clears throat> much like rewarding Cincinnati for what they did last year. This, yep. I, I mean, I, honestly, and w- Tony and I talked about this on Friday. Is if you compared schedules, TCU has the better schedule and bigger wins this year than Alabama does. So it would only make sense that Alabama didn't get in. Plus, plus let's compare. I mean, granted SEC is considered and probably rightfully so for the most part, uh the better the best college football conference. Yep. That doesn't take away from the fact that TCU was still in a Power 5 conference, went undefeated through the regular season and lost in overtime in the championship game, which Dalton we haven't I had hadn't ever really asked you should teams be punished for losing in their championship game when they earned the right to and won to get there? Yeah. Should this that, be a penalty a penalty? That's that's one of the tricky things too. And and uh I was curious because I, I don't necessarily believe so, but when you line up the opponent, like it, I mean, it, it's, it's there. I, it's right. just, it's not an ideal situation. And, and this was what, before the Saturday games happened, I was curious and we'll talk about what actually did happen to this game in the next segment, but the big 10 championship game, let's say Purdue did beat Michigan, Ohio state sitting there, not playing this weekend in the conference championship game. Would that knock Purdue out? 
and put Ohio State in in that hypothetical world you where Purdue Michigan? beats Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I can't remember what That's I said. Okay. So let me let me say it again. Would it knock Michigan out and put Ohio State in with Ohio State not playing? You both shake your head no. But the only you, reason I say that, play, Dalton, is the head to head. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. But then you look at it, and Ohio State's 11 and one, only lost to the number two team in the country. Look at Michigan. They'd be twelve, uh, yeah, twelve and one with their loss being to Purdue. Like but my my I, contention on that would be, if they didn't have that championship game and you just ended it at the regular season end, it'd be twelve and zero and eleven and one. There's no, I mean, this is an extra game that that even the committee, the committee head has said they're bonus games. I asked my son after that was said. I said, if you're taking a test and you have a bonus question. And you know you're going to get counted or counted against if you get it wrong. Are you going to fill out that bonus question? He said no. I said that that and that to me is if it's a bonus and the committee recognizes it as a bonus, you should not be penalized. But this right. is still assuming full faith in the committee and that you're really taking it from well, the yeah. here because the or else US... the win changes as to why they voted people in places. And and USC would be in the top 4 if it truly was bonus. Correct. Yeah. I yeah. mean yeah, I mean yeah. absolutely. Well, and that leads me to my next question then. So, is the do you think this is why a lot of these conferences are potentially moving to getting rid of their divisions as a whole? Because then you could basically have your conference championship game at what last game, second to last game of the season, and then you don't have to worry about a quote unquote bonus game. Well, I think a lot of it too is no offense, Sam, but the Big Ten West having like a Purdue make it sure. to the championship game or Northwestern. I think the ACC's had that problem with the Coastal Division and Pitt getting in just last year and winning. And uh, I mean, they've had some really lopsided championship games. So I think conferences especially as we're looking for the almighty dollar and the expanded playoff that's coming, it's official in 2024. Mm -hmm. uh, I think teams are saying, how do we make sure we send our absolute best product? How do we, we maximize the volume that this 12 team playoff format is? How can we take advantage of that? In conference are saying we put our two best teams against each other. One wins, one loses. Hey, it's not a bad loss. You can still sneak them in. Maybe you even have more in the conference. I are think you, that's ultimately. Are you play. saying that like let's take the Big Ten? Yeah, that's our our show and everything. Uh, <laughs> no. So have they officially? Because I saw a tweet. I forget who who, who it was, but it was talking about all the things happening in twenty four. Uh -huh. And they were talking about, you know, USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. The Big Ten getting rid of divisions in 2024 and the new NCAA football video game coming out in 24. So, like, those are... Oh, which they delayed a year. I had saved money. I would have bought the <laughs> dumbest version of that. Like, I would have spent so much stupid money. I'm, I've waited a decade. I'm so sad. But go on. But I'm my, still grieving. Right. I, I can see that. I mean, if you're uh, watching on video, you can see the pain right now. But if they're getting... Let's say the Big Ten is getting rid of, because I thought the last I'd heard that they were sticking with them. They just hadn't realigned them or whatever. Mm -hmm. But let's say they get rid of them. Are you gonna? Are you talking about the championship game actually being an extra championship game at the end of the season after the regular season's done? Is that what do you what mean an extra? About? So, so, so like, like the, the Big now. Ten championship game this year happened after the regular season. The top two teams, one from each division, yeah. went to Indianapolis and play. Is that the way the championship's still going to look? 
Well, Tony was shaking his head no. What did, what did you have, Tony? So I, I kind of meant like, you know, basically like how they want to do it for the most part of the two best teams face off. Like, honestly, yeah. like right, right. now, that's what I'm on, saying. Depending is, on what it looks like. Like, so say, so say, for example, Ohio State and Michigan, like this year, they didn't play until the very last game of the season, you know, already. Yep. They're not going to make a, a championship game, the rivalry game, just on happenstance. You're going to have to have an established championship game. And right. if that's the case, not every year, but most of the time, you're going to have a repeat back-to-back -back weeks. Now, yes, Ohio sir. State and Michigan are going to love that because they're playing each other back-to-back -back weeks. Mm -hmm. How many times is it going to happen that the you know the Big Ten is going to watch this happen and then go, "What the hell are we doing?" Well, and that's I think they're in a, a weird spot right now, and I'm curious how they kind of handle it because there hasn't been a lot officially said about how the Big Ten moves forward with the right. 16 teams divisions because I mean tradition has it. The last Saturday of the regular season at noon, Ohio State and Michigan kick off and they play. Either you're going to break tradition or you're going to run into that exact problem that you're talking about, Sam, where you're playing back-to-back -back weeks, which isn't really great. That's not well, great it, for anybody. It will eliminate one of the teams more than – well, if they're expanded – With the 12 teams, teams it won't, yeah, it's not, not as likely, but still, I mean, it's one of those that – and then you're going to watch them potentially play a third time in the playoffs? Yeah, no, I, I I think it's it's needing fixed, and I don't know how they handle it. That's I think that's I'm one a, they're that's still why working I'm a on. Proponent of those two being in the same division, no matter where you go, even though it kind of lopsides things. But Just what if you're wiping out divisions altogether? The, then you're you're playing with fire of it happening potentially one year. Let's say twenty twenty nine, the the three game series that Michigan and Ohio State played because they were the two best teams in the Big Ten. They played each other in the Big Ten Championship. And, oh, hey, they played in the Final Four as well. So you, know, you endorse I, divisions no matter what. I That's like divisions in the aspect of okay. you're not beating the same drum of the same laundry is showing up every championship. And, and you know what? It's all the other teams' responsibility to get there, too. Don't get me wrong. But mm -hmm. when you kind of say, okay, we're just going to take our top two, well, granted, USC is in there, and it, they'll come in event occasionally. You'll have the Wisconsin that occasionally, but I would put money on it's going to be Michigan and Ohio State a majority of the years, and and that will be when I start getting tired of watching Michigan and Ohio State. I uh, I love the idea now of let's have a sixteen team conference with the Big Ten, and instead of two divisions, let's make four. Why Let's not make four divisions, just like the AFC and NFC and the NFL. And who you have these four divisions, whoever wins their own little pod, their own division will have two big 10 semifinal matchups before yeah. a big 10 championship game with the winners. I mean, let's make this nuts. And, well, and here's we the, the thing. same thing where you kind of rank them in seeds. Like, okay, say yeah. Ohio State's in their and, own little pod. They're number one, you know, uh, let's say Wisconsin is like number four. And then, okay, number one and number four face off, number two and number three face off. And, and then, here's here's yep. another thing. If you eliminate, let's say, you know, let's let's go with a random team. Let's say you take Hawaii off of your off of your schedule, or maybe you you're looking at Michigan there, yeah, yeah. or Colorado <laughs> State. Eliminate one of those preseason pre warm up games yeah. to fit in that that semifinal game to play into the to the Big Ten championship game. It's not a horrible idea because then you're getting a more a, a competitive game for your 12th game. Yeah. But uh, what happens to those teams that don't make it into that playoff? Then they've got an 11 game schedule and 
Well, now six and five does get you into the bowl. And by the by the time we get to yeah, 2024, we'll have at least 60 bowl games. So everybody yeah. gets a prize. So that, they'll get it. They'll it's get the a Oprah bowl game of bowl way. seasons. Yeah, correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and move to the second quarter. That's probably my job, isn't it? I mean, it could be. <laughs> All right, we're ready for the second quarter. Uh, we we pocketed this conversation until Sam was with us because it, of it course only you feels did. right. It, it only feels right. Well, uh, let me tell you something. If Michigan State wins a national championship or a Big Ten title, nobody gets to say anything until I come on. That's that's going to be the rule oh, moving forward. So that's, you better make sure you're there the next <laughs> show because we'll, it'll just be me and Tony. It's Correct. Yeah. And, and that's what I expect for, for 50 minutes until I just show up out of nowhere. <laughs> like a phoenix out of the ruins. Dalton's like, all right, give me two minutes. This is my whole Dalton Daily. <laughs> that's right. But um, Big Ten title game, obviously Purdue ends up falling short here. Purdue had a lot of the Big Ten backing up from a lot of the conversations I was having with people. Uh, and and it, was, it was fun for a while, but ultimately Michigan – uh, kind of showed why they're one of the best teams in the country this year, and and Michigan pulled it away. Um, but the experience before we talk about the actual game, just the experience as a fan of the Purdue Boilermakers, because again, these are moments that are kind of sure. few far and in between. And and by the time that this show comes out later on tonight, we're recording this a little bit earlier. Uh, we might be seeing a new era of Purdue football. I mean, there's a lot of rumors and and hearsay of Jeff Brom. I mean, again, this might be outdated by the time this show comes out. I have no idea what, what all is going to happen with Jeff Brom and potentially going to Louisville. But just the experience as a fan, being able to have this moment, even though it was a loss, what was that like? Uh, well, I, I spoke about it the other day last week when you, when you were on. Is This is probably this was probably the second biggest, biggest game that I anticipated in my lifetime now the ohio state purdue game that i saw purdue win and drew Brees senior that wasn't anticipated i got those tickets kind of last minute so mm -hmm. i got to go so it wasn't like i had a build-up the rose bowl never seeing purdue play in the rose bowl of all games and at that time it was still the granddaddy of them all it was the bowl game if it wasn't the bcs bowl game at, or the good old game. you're looking live yeah you're looking live <laughs> from pasadena california <laughs> uh, uh this was the 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 most anticipated game and you know what i had no delusions that i that i wasn't picking purdue to win i was sure as hell hoping purdue was gonna win though and for the first for the first half and tony we talked about this if if it's gonna be close through the first half if it's close after three michigan needs to watch out well michigan was able to separate Yep. And I was a little off on, I, I thought it would be two scores and then Purdue would get it to one. It actually was at two scores and Michigan got it to three. So, uh, I mean, it essentially went, Tony, about the way we expected. But I loved the aspect. Uh, it is my annual Christmas party. I've talked about that, uh, you know, a few times on here. We had the game on. We had it on mute which kind of stunk because I couldn't hear. Well, actually, Purdue was probably getting ragged on a little bit, but uh, uh, that's fine. Um but we had Michigan fans over uh, the, uh, 
hey, they're good people other than their poor life choices when it comes to that. <laughs> uh, but like we were able to to rib each other back and forth. Uh, uh, one Michigan fan said something about the tunnel. I said, oh, you're going to get in a tunnel and start a fight and then not take any responsibility for it, huh? <laughs> and so she <laughs> and she gave me some stuff back. So, I mean, it, it was done in fun. Uh, so it was, it Wait, was, hang on. What was the retort? Was it about the train foot, like dying during the pregame entrance for Purdue earlier this season where the, the crew of like 30 on field staff had to push the train off? Like, what is that retort? She laughed and said, yeah, it's kind of true, isn't it? And, and walked, <laughs> she is, she is probably the best case scenario, Michigan fan I could have had over at my house because it was one of those that she knew what was going to happen, but she was willing to take the, the, the ribbing back because Purdue hung with them for the first half. So for the first half, I was relentless on her. And then as it started, you know, she piled on once it started expanding out. So, um, it was, it was fun. And, and that was what I've been hoping for, for many, many years of getting Purdue at least to the championship game. And don't get me wrong. I didn't want to see him lose. I don't want to see them lose ever. And it stinks that they didn't get a, a big 10 championship, but it was one of those that we've been seeing this championship game since you were in high school, Dalton. And mm -hmm. I was at the same school. Like that's yep. when it started. And at no point since you were in high school, has Purdue been there? And that was what the nice thing was. I was able to see my team be in there a chance, even if it was a small one. Well, and I don't know if since I was about five years old, if Purdue would have ever been in a Big Ten title game if the game existed back then. Like, I mean, this if is... you would have put divisions, they would have been there in, in what, 2000 when they went to the Rose Bowl. Because Which, they would have won their division. But That's when I was five. Time. Oh, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, did, you did the math, huh? <laughs> So did you, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's funny because it, Sam mentioned that, you know, it was close for a minute and then Michigan just swung it open. And Tony, this is what's really kind of damning about the Wolverines all year. They, this is what they've done. They've, they've just kind of wrestled with the team in the water for a little bit. And then it comes third quarter time and they just grab them and put them right under. Like they, so they are, the suffocating. are like gators a little bit. Take bit, yeah. and roll you around and drown you. Yeah. Little, little but no, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just, I think this is a team that just beats you up mentally, physically. I think the offensive line is too much for teams to handle. And, and I, I don't know what you took away from it. Yeah. I unfortunately didn't get to watch a whole lot of it. Cause I was at my work Christmas party getting uh, free adult beverages. Do they and... not have TVs in that? Place <laughs> they, they did, but it was, there's just those... no recollection kind of night. <laughs> Oh no, I remember. I remember. Oh, okay. I a lot of <laughs> that's, when, stuff. that's when it doesn't so matter the environment you ask them. Can you turn on the TV so, and put on so, the championship? So much work workplace drama this. It was beautiful. That was obviously You tell everybody to calm down and game. watch some football. That's what you do. I know. But um but no, I mean, I did get to catch a little bit of it and, and much to Sam's point. I mean, Purdue really did hang with Michigan for a majority of the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, up until about literally nine minutes left, it was 28 to 19 Michigan. So, I mean, within nine points, so technically two scores. But I mean, that's that, a that, small two score. Yeah, I say, that's a smaller two score in. I mean, that's about, about as, as good as you can, can get, get because yeah. eight points is one possession is one possession. So, I mean. And the thing that I will say for Purdue, for the most part, they took away a lot of those big plays that Michigan was able to do on Ohio State. Like they only had really one big play drive 
Uh, it was a 40 yard pass and then a 27 yard run from Donovan Edwards uh, to put Michigan up, you know, the 28 to 13. So, I mean, they did. Purdue did about as well as you honestly could have expected for them to do both defensively and offensively. Cause I mean, Aiden O'Connell was no slouch. He threw 366 yards and I wasn't I mean, Charlie... listening obviously, but did I, did I see something that, that uh, Jones may or got a big 10 championship game record for receptions? He might have. I mean, he got I, 13. I want to say for... that he did. Oh, I want to say he did as well. Let me look that up, but I'm pretty positive he did. Yeah. So, yeah, to, that's to your point is Purdue did much of what they were hoping to do. They just couldn't do it on the same scale that they needed to to win the game. Yeah. And I mean, and for them, unfortunately, they they only got one touchdown and it was from Maccabi. So, I mean, other than that, and it like, was a great run. Oh, my goodness gracious. He, he left two Wolverines with their jocks around their ankles like it was. It was fun to watch. So, I mean, honestly, like per Purdue did everything that really Purdue needed to do is just they unfortunately weren't able to finish. Like that one touchdown was their last one, and they just had to kick field goals from that point. May I so. ask a question to both of you? And I know, Dalton, you're looking something up, but uh, uh, is it possible that Devin gets a scholarship this year, next year? Oh, he has to, right? He has I mean, to, right? Like there, my my nephew asked me that at the game or while we were watching the game. He looks at me, and goes, "You think he's getting a scholarship next year?" I said, "I sure hope so, because if not, he might leave." Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, they 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 need to. I mean, he ran for almost a thousand yards, and I mean nine touchdowns, and I mean, and what a story because you know, like he he was like you said, almost a thousand yards with the worst rushing attack in the Big Ten. Yeah. Period. Right. Like it was the worst coming. Heck, it was 16th out of 14 teams in the Big Ten. Like it was that bad of a rushing attack. So I honestly, he, if he doesn't, I wouldn't damn him if he did leave. But I would I would hope that uh, by the end of this, you know, whoever is the coach will say, yes, you need we need you on our team. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I, I'm curious, too, before we hit the halftime break, Sam, does it uh, kind of dampen uh, the mood or experience at all if I remind you that even though Purdue suffers this loss, had they held on against Penn State, had they held on against Syracuse, They'd be Purdue's probably Bowl. in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I uh, literally a matter of about three plays, maybe four if you count the there were two. There was a personal foul and a passing interference against Penn State that led them down into scoring territory. Not saying they wouldn't have scored, but it would have been a lot harder for them to score if they were 40 yards further back. But uh, then uh, same thing with Syracuse. They had a personal foul and then they couldn't tackle the quarterback and let him throw a circus pass at the end with what 30 seconds or whatever and scored a touchdown to win it and so like those two games absolutely but i was also talking to tony that if usc had won and purdue had won that would have kept ohio state out of the rose bowl mm -hmm. because purdue yeah. would have been the conference champion not going to the cfp so they would have gotten a new year six out of it but yeah. things worked out to where both michigan and ohio state get the cfp good for them would have been great if Purdue won for so many reasons. Oh, um, I, I, I would have. I would. I. I don't drink, but I might have had a celebratory uh, pop or two. You know. 
pop or two. What's the go-to pop for an occasion like that? Uh, I, d- I don't know because I don't drink soda either. So I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing how big I am with not drinking those two. What do you consume, right? man? Uh, I, I drink a lot of water. Tea. Just water, tea? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, imagine how big I'd be if I drank alcohol <laughs> and soda. Like, goodness gracious, I'd be. You say, and you know what's and you know what's funny, Sam? We're the exact opposite. I mainly drink both adult beverages and pop. And it's I'm basically <laughs> a, your whole BAC, you know, is just or your whole bl- uh, blood content is just all alcohol and soda. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I used to always drink. I used to always joke that it was tequila and Pepsi. Like, that's, ooh, gosh, that's not together, right? Uh, not together, uh, right? No, never together. Oh, no, no, say, no, 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 no. Grape soda no. and or grape, uh, grape Kool Aid and vodka is not good either. So, just, <laughs> just a heads up. No, um, no. So, real quick, before we get over to to halftime, um, I, I want to lay this in front of both of you. This can be the last one before we get to halftime. We'll start with Tony, but. Uh, we talk with Michigan or about Michigan and kind of going circling back to our college football playoff conversation. It's interesting because we're talking about a lot of the time for for the beginning of the show, um, Ohio State and TCU both being in, and we're we're kind of talking about them with Alabama. Usually, it feels like we have three really deserving teams in the college football playoff. Like that's been kind of the consistent theme throughout the time since we've had the college football playoff this year. I mean, this would have been a year that I think it's okay for the BCS to just have Georgia and Michigan face off. Like, I, I think we have two teams that are playing at such an elite level beyond what the other groups have shown on the field that I I, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's Michigan and Georgia at this point. Now with the month of preparation, maybe one of these other teams flips it around, but it's one of those odd years. We only got two really deserving teams instead of three, Tony. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think a lot of that just comes from that Michigan versus Ohio State game where you know yes. Michigan Michigan piled it on. And again, it was mainly big plays against the defense that they took advantage of. And and honestly, there was a there's a few times we saw how prolific this Ohio State offense could be. But now with Jackson Smith and Jigba declaring for the draft, yes. you know, he's he's not going to be a part of Ohio State's college football playoff run. You know, that kind of hurts him a little bit now, to be fair. Does it? He hasn't, he hasn't really been there, much, so, so does it really hurt him? It 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 can and it can't because I mean if he if he's at least on the field if he's they, there, they could use play. him <laughs> they, they could use him but it doesn't necessarily hurt him not being since they've had to basically play all year right, right. anyway right correct but but it would help them if he was just because again they don't have to play him he he doesn't even have to actually catch the ball he just has to be there and that's one other guy or maybe two that they have to cover him with just to be safe. And help that offense. Think about how severe that hamstring injury has to be if it's kept him out an entire season, essentially. Like he's played some, but like essentially, because is it is it because he's just so fast and he's got to do he does so many hard cuts? Like what is wrong? Like it, if it, if it's me and it's taken this long to recover from a hamstring, I'm looking for surgery. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've it's a whole year basically football season. So it just it's it's kind of like goodness gracious how severe is this this hamstring injury? Yeah, it's it's been stunning. I remember when Michigan State and Ohio State played earlier this year, and I remember talking with Ohio State people, and the sense was it was any any time now. Like it's it's maybe a little bit down the road, but that was like first week of October. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's stunning 
how, how this is taking place. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, that's a lot of the, the football talk that we have. We got a little bit of basketball to get to in the second half right after this of a halftime break. You are listening to Big Ten Plus Four, hosted on Anchor and StreamYard. Hey, I'm Pantsless Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are BFYTW, a podcast all about playing games and having fun. Our games are usually based on British panel shows and game shows, but we'll play anything that captures our attention and imagination. Why? It's right there in the title. You'll never guess what the F stands for. Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Everybody knows at the root of any good relationship, any relationship worth anything, is the only thing that matters between two people. And I'm talking about television. That's right. That's why you should listen to Married with Television, man, which is a podcast by my friends, Shannon and Jamie, I call her cat ears, about movies and TV that they have loved for decades, man. You listen at marriedwithtv.com or anywhere you get your podcast. They are proud members of the Odd Pods Media Network, man. Married with Television. All right, time for the second half and the third quarter. Um, I don't know if if either of you have more football thoughts or topics you want to sprinkle in. We can certainly get to those. But I thought it might be uh, well-suited or appropriate to switch a little bit to basketball as well because Big Ten basketball, uh, I, I might have to end up eating a little bit of crow here. Before the year, I said I expect a down year for the Big Ten, which isn't necessarily disrespecting the Big Ten. I thought we just were at an all-time high uh, when it came to Big Ten performance over the last few years, and especially getting teams in the tournament, I thought it was due for a dip, especially when you looked at the rosters coming in. I did not see Maryland coming. No. I, I did not see uh, Purdue coming. I did not see so many of these teams performing at the level that they are that I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Big Ten's going to have another strong year in basketball, which really kind of surprises me. Well, let's pump the brakes just a touch because we are still at the beginning of December. We're, we're not really kicking it. We just had teams kicking off their conference yep. schedule. So, like, there's still, what, 19 more conference games to play. Don't they play yep. 20? Yep. <laughs> so that that is at least nine more weeks. I, I honestly, they're going to beat the crap out of each other left and right once we get into full swing conference play. Now, I think, yes, I think you're absolutely right. We underestimated what we thought the Big Ten was going to mm-hmm. be based on what they did last year yeah. and what the, what, what the conference lost from last year. Did any of us see Zach Eady putting 30 and 22 on the board? Oh, my gosh. No. no. And, and, and I do believe that Ben Johnson said, I don't know how anybody's going to match up against this guy this year. Well, and, and the thing is, like, I don't even know if the idea of coming into the year hearing that Zach Eady would have a game like that necessarily blows me away. I, I no, uh, what, the bigger, yeah, the bigger thing that surprises me is that backcourt being as good as they are, and I think we've talked. Fletcher Lawyer bit about that. is amazing. I, I mean, these these two freshman guards are not playing like freshmen, and that's no. not something you could have counted on before the season. They have been unbelievable between Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer. And then you throw in Zach Eady and you can pl- kind of play around that. I mean, you- you're right. Ben Johnson's right. You can't match up with Zach Eady. He's seven foot four. He moves pretty well for seven foot four. And then you just put shooters all around. I mean, it's honestly a bit of like a more barbaric version of how LeBron plays in the NBA in yeah. terms of, hey, here's LeBron. Let's just throw, well, 
This is what smart franchises do. They Make put shooters the around LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> they, they put shooters around LeBron. The Lakers decided not to do that. Instead I don't really LeBron's know why. Friends. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's what Purdue's like. Hey, what if we just grab an ogre, just a giant, <laughs> threw him under the basket, and just put lethal snipers all around him? Well, and now we're seeing it work. Dalton, like yeah. I, I watch an extended amount of Purdue because you know obviously that's my team. So, like they will within three seconds of getting past half court it's into Edie, and he's holding it above his head yep. doing the fake pass and then all of a sudden a guy opens up on the opposite side of the court and boom he's got it like a laser beam because if you're not going to double he's got six eight inches on anybody guarding on him, anybody. he can take a one-on-one like the uh, he's uh, drew timmy didn't know what to do with him mm-hmm. like he just yep. did not have any and drew timmy was uh, did he he didn't win player of the year last year but he was a finalist correct yeah, I believe he's all American and first team. And 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 he is like the gold standard for like a power forward, uh, like a, a small center. And yep. he couldn't do anything with Zach Eady. Yeah. Yep. And and, and it, it's it, it to me there it, it, something drastically would have to happen for me not to say, yeah, I think Zach Eady's player of the year. Yeah. Like, that's I how mean, good he's playing right now. I mean, right now. You know, so we talked about how good Chris Murray is. I mean, for Iowa, Zach Eady right now is even better, at least for the Big Ten. Right now, Zach Eady is top, like number one or number two in three of the Big Six, you know, statistical categories in the Big Ten. He's number one in points scored per game. He's 23.3. He's number one in defense in rebounds with 12.8 a game. And then he's second to blocks with two only behind Hunter Dickinson. And Tony, did you see he out rebounded Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. The whole team, he out rebounded them. The The whole state, make it bigger. Yeah. The whole state state got rebounded. (laughs) (laughs) But that that is unheard of. Like, like that is, and, and I love that it's Purdue that this guy plays for, but like that is complete dominant. Kofi Coburn was dominant at his position the last two years. He's was nothing compared to what Zach Eady's doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Eady is. Oh, go ahead, Tony. Sorry. And keep in mind, because I, I just noticed this as well. There's only two other players that are also in the top five of each of those statistical categories as well. So Zach Eady leads all of them. Hunter Dickinson is the second. And then Trace Jackson Davis is the third. So three Big Ten players, you know, obviously in the Big Ten all leading top five for for the statistical category. So, so I mean that I think, that's three big time players that the Big Ten has. I think maybe we just underestimated what the Big Ten was going to be. Now they're not I don't know I still don't think they're going to be uh talent wise what they were last year. I mean that agreed that, that's a ton of talent that went away mm-hmm. especially in the first round. Yep. Uh but I think maybe we underestimated what uh, what the Big Ten Conference was going to be and what what kind of talent there was going to be. And I told you Kevin Willard is a good coach. Well, and, and that's the <laughs> thing, though, Sam, is Kevin Willard can be a good coach, but sure. to, to be nearly undefeated until last night losing at Madison, Wisconsin, like mm-hmm. uh, th- those two things don't need to be two in the same. It's no, unbelievable that he arrived in College Park. And it was interesting. I, I was talking with, uh, Rayfield Davis a little bit like what what's going on with Maryland because I mean Dante Scott uh, uh, the Hakeem Hart we've heard of some of these terps before but uh, Julian Reese but how are they how are they this good like they're number 13 in the country and yeah. 
And he said, like, without a second of hesitation, trust. That team bought into Kevin Willard as soon as he landed in College Park. And you're seeing it pay off. Dante Scott lost 25 pounds before this season in preparation because Kevin Willard said, what would it look like if you lost 25 pounds and were playing basketball? He trusted it, lost 25 pounds, and look at him now. I mean, it's it's amazing. And then between all of those things going on, Wisconsin knocks him off undefeated last night. Wisconsin, I, I just I don't get how Wisconsin every single year just <laughs> beats everybody to death, grinds him out, and, and just comes away with wins. I, I mean, it's not a roster that should be winning the Big Ten, but it wins the Big Ten. Coach guard be coach guard. That's what it is. I mean, and it's the Wisconsin style. I mean, that as many people think it might be a boring style of play, they they do it. That's the difference. It's not just a style of play. Wisconsin year in, year out, consistently executes exactly what they're wanting to do at such a high level. I don't love the style of play, but if you execute anything as well as Wisconsin executes yeah. that style of play, you're setting yourself up in a good chance. Yeah. The Unfortunately, I don't have an actual like. Don't throw up in your mouth a little bit there, Tony. Talking. About I know. Wisconsin. I don't have a good professional opinion as to why Wisconsin is able to do what they're able to do. I'm just going to say blood magic, and that's that's what I'm going to talk about too. Like every night, I don't know what he does, but they they do something. I tell you what, it, it started with Dick Bennett. Wisconsin yep. started it right there. Uh, you know, getting Dick Bennett to come from Wisconsin Green Bay uh to to come to madison that was the start of what wisconsin is now and uh like i, I can remember growing up that wisconsin was a dumpster fire i can remember when they made the the tournament for the first time since like whatever 1941 when they actually won bud the foster national, brought him the title won the national title their next time was when my in the 90s then after that like they went a really long time without making it to the tournament you know and uh uh, the crazy thing was, is they're like, and I remember watching the first round game. This is Wisconsin or Wisconsin historically is undefeated in the tournament <laughs> because it was like their second time in the tournament ever. Now, my point is, is, is it started with Dick Bennett and he, they've just replaced him. You know, when he retired, uh, Bo, uh, what was Ryan, Ryan, thank you. You know, and then, and then guard, they just have done good hires that stay in what they are traditionally known for. And it, it's frustrating as all get out because when you play <laughs> against them, you don't know what, like it, it, it's a thing. If you're down by 10 against Wisconsin, it's like you're down by 25. Well, and they as, just slow it down. And as Rayfield Davis was saying, cause we talked a little bit about Wisconsin. Also, he said, you can't win playing your game against Wisconsin. No. You are forced to play Wisconsin's game and you got to win at their game. Uh, which is j uh, just the ultimate compliment to that program and how sure. they're able to execute. Um, okay, we'll we'll be talking a lot more about Big Ten basketball as we move forward because we're we're getting into full swing of things. Sure but thing. real quick, let's pause now and go to the fourth quarter. All right, we got just a couple minutes here, and what I want to do is tonight there's a couple more games still going on for Big Ten basketball. Um, number four, Purdue does have a non-conference game, so not necessarily the most exciting for on the floor. But it is, a, yeah, Hofstra comes to town, but it is Caleb first uh, movie poster night. I don't know if you've seen this on social media, no. but he's been he's been dressing as uh, Buddy the Elf. Uh, playing the Will Ferrell character. Check yeah. out Purdue's social medias because he has to. been 
killing it. He's so doing can... like some of the scenes from it, like around campus type thing. Yeah. So like that he and Matt amazing. Painter, me and him and Matt Painter are at a desk and like the phone rings and Caleb like <laughs> grabs over the phone. Coach Painter's Purdue, office. What's your he goes, color? Purdue basketball. What's your favorite color? Yes. <laughs> yes. So check it out because it's terrific. I love that the, the players and programs will do that in the aspect of they don't let it run what their ultimate goal is. They, they have yep. an, a goal but yet they know that it you, you it can get too serious and it can go very badly wrong and go south. Uh, check out Michigan and what last year I think it was when they started you know and at number four and went to mm -hmm. shouldn't have been in the tournament in my opinion. But anyways, but taking those times to have fun and I love that love that <laughs> Purdue yeah, check it out it's What's terrific color he, he finds one of those Orange. carousel doors and he's running around in it and then yeah. throws up outside i mean it's it's good you know stuff the, night, the funny thing is is he kind of resembles now he doesn't look like wilfer but he resembles buddy but he's wearing the costume he, oh, so, he, yeah. he pulls it off pretty well he really does i thought the same i was like boy if he was a little bit little bit bigger and uh more curly haired He'd be Will Ferrell. So, yeah, check that out. Um, but besides that, number 14, Indiana hosts Nebraska. Um, Watch guys, out for the Cornhuskers. Yeah, as we talk about surprises in the Big Ten, Nebraska knocking off number seven, Creighton. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that coming. Uh, Indiana no. knocked off UNC. Yeah, well, and... and that's another story. North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. And North Carolina is another story. I mean, that yeah. was preseason number one. They're now unranked. We're well, talking about maybe them missing the tourney at this it point. Was, it wasn't like they were number one. It was number one. And we think they could make a run at what 76 IU did. Yeah. Well, it made sense. They brought back sure Leaky did. Black. They brought back Armando Baycott. I mean, they got a squad in Chapel mm -hmm. Hill and, and things are not not good right there is it is it just like the chemistry are they are multiple people having down year like there's got to be something that we're not seeing because like you said it's essentially the same team they added nance because uh what well, i forget the uh, red-headed guy uh from the team last year that right yeah the manic or i don't know oh yes 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 you know manic was about. correct yes yes uh, He's gone, but Nance is in. So, like, other than that, like, that's about all that happened. Like, what's the difference this year? Yeah. No, I, and I don't, I, I mean, just from a, a far away observer, it's all I could tell you is they are not playing to their talent, which is the yeah. very yeah. basic observation. But, that's like, I have no more insight. You, you know what I mean, though? Like, you watch oh, sure, it and you're sure, like, wow, sure, sure. these, this is not what these guys This is are. not the same team that knocked coach k out of his last tournament like yeah. it just didn't it doesn't it looks like they could lose to a jv team at yeah. some points mm -hmm. um and also tonight go Rutgers. in happy valley <laughs> in happy valley penn state hosts michigan state this one's interesting this one tips at 6 30 if you're into the spreads penn state's favored by four points, they're at home. Oh. I mean, Sam, you make a face, but given Michigan State's injuries and the way that they've played the last two games, and given how I mean, Penn State is Penn State Notre Dame might be the two oldest basketball teams in America today. Uh, <laughs> Penn State has like a seventh year senior. They got a bunch of five year seniors. They shoot the lights out of the ball. I mean, this is one of the best three point might be the best three point shooting team that exists in the Big Ten. Like it's it's up there. It could challenge Purdue and some of the others. Um, 
I, I think that's a tough one for Michigan State tonight. I make the face because it's not normal to hear that in basketball, Penn State is favored over Michigan State. That's Correct. why I made that face. Yeah, which but, is fair. But, you know, even though they had the injuries, it still catches you even more off guard just for the fact that, uh, you know, the way that Michigan State played against Gonzaga, you know, mm-hmm. they played them well. They beat Villanova. I know Villanova's fell out of the, the top 25 uh, but it, it, it's still just, I, I've been paying attention to record. I've been box score watching for Penn state. So I don't know a ton of, but I haven't watched a lot of them. So I don't know. It, it, that's another reason I didn't realize they had 45 year old gentlemen that it's, you know, it's the same. Basketball. Yeah. It's the same guys as Jalen Pickett, Seth Lundy, yeah. miles dread. I mean, they've been there forever since the Pat chambers days and, yeah. and they're still there at, at, in state college. Um, I think Micah Shrewsbury's done a terrific job yeah. there at Penn Pretty state guy. early too. That's correct. Um, but in, in talking about Michigan state, look, there's, there's plenty of reasons and we don't have enough time to dissect them all, <laughs> but one, the team is tired. I mean, they are exhausted. They flew out to San Diego, played on an aircraft against Gonzaga. They come back. They're playing in Indy against Kentucky. Go out to Portland, play in the Phil Knight Invitational. Get rolling into the arena parking lot at like 7.30 or 8 in the the morning, Monday morning from that trip to Portland. And 24 hours later, hopping on a bus and going to South Bend, playing there, then playing this last game. I mean, against Northwestern to start the Big Ten year. Like, they are tired. And the thing is, with those two injuries, you knew coming into it with Izzo deciding not to go to the transfer portal and add more bodies, decided, you know what, this is our group, we're rolling with them. And they don't have the depth with these two injuries to be able to, to sustain this and, and play the way they want to. I mean, they're, they're just beat down at this point. I haven't seen, are they extended period of time injuries or is it one of those they're just riding it out and they, would, they will be back? So Malik Hall's extended. He's probably due around Christmas, New Year's um, for for Michigan State. Jaden Akins has been battling an injury. He's been out for a little bit. He tried coming back last game, uh, came up grimacing a couple of times, so we'll kind of see. But, yeah, Michigan State needs to try getting out of Happy Valley with a win and then resting those two guys, finishing up non-conference before the Big Ten really goes full gas. Well, the uh, reason why I asked is because, you know, we all know that for one thing, when losing games for Tom Izzo is not the issue. It's the getting the work in. And you know what? He yep. knows he's got a small roster. Maybe it's not a bad thing in his mind that they're doing all this running around to tire yep. them out, to get them ready down the, the, you know, get the time to rest up, but then still, once you get into the swing of conference, get enough wins to get get into the tournament, and then it's anybody's bet. Well, in his words, he's kind of said, look, I don't, I don't necessarily regret like the level of competition we've played mm-hmm. during this non-conference, but the days that we've sandwiched these games in, we haven't allowed ourselves any practice time. We haven't allowed ourselves time to rest. He goes, that's what I regret. I regret what I did in terms of just shoving the games together. But in all in, in all, in it might game. turn out okay still. It's just a matter of them finally getting their rest and then getting their practice to make some changes. And by the time, and, and yet they've still got that experience of playing those high profile teams or yeah. you know those games uh, in those situations to where 
all in all, at the end of the day, at the end of the season, as long as they're in the tournament, they're going to be more battle-worn and ready to roll. Well, but uh, this is also something, too, Sam. This is the, the period of time where teams normally kind of finish their molding before going through conference play. And without Malik Call and Jane Nakins yeah. being out there, I mean, it kind of hurts to – to sure. not have them even for practice. Well, Aikens you might have, but Hall, like, so it's it's interesting. It's definitely something to keep an eye on as we get yeah. ready to close out. Um, so I will let people know on the women's side, we won't break these games down, but just to let you know what's happening tonight, the Cyhawk rivalry takes Big Ten Ooh. women's basketball action. That's a big Number 16, Iowa too. will host number yeah. 10, Iowa State. It really is. I've seen Iowa State women's basketball in person this year. Whoa. Ashley Jones is somebody to watch tonight. She uh, averaging, well, at least a couple weeks ago, she was averaging 27 a game. And she'll be going against Caitlin Clark, who, of course, everybody knows on the Iowa side. Uh, Minnesota hosts Kentucky at 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, Wisconsin and Nebraska will tip at 8, and Rutgers and Illinois women's basketball tip at 8 as well. So a lot of good games in Big Ten coming up tonight. All right, as we get ready to say goodbye, uh, Sam, Tony, Go ahead, take the baton and and hand us out and let everybody know where they can find us on social media. All right, Tony, I'll take the first one. You take the second one, and then we'll just kind of riff after that. So go to the TikToks, the uh, Twitter, and the Instagram, and that is at Big Ten Plus 4. You spell out the plus, Tony. I know it's difficult. Dalton, I know it's hard. You want to just put the plus in. You got to spell out plus with the number four. So Big Ten Plus 4 there. Uh, Tony? I know, but that's that's the best part about Facebook is you don't have to do that. You don't have to have an education to use Facebook, and you don't have to have an education to spell. You can put in the plus. You can spell it out. Dealer's choice. It's the best yes. part about Facebook. Then go to oddpodsmedia.com uh, for uh, any of uh, our past shows, along with the other family of shows there uh, at Odd Pods Media. Tony? And, and then you can also catch us twice a week on ASAP network on wednesdays and fridays that's right we're so good we're giving it to you twice <laughs> and if you uh miss our live streams you can catch us on spotify and watch our beautiful faces as we converse about big 10 stuff it's like this was rehearsed nice job I never once not, i literally i literally <laughs> just said tony that's what we're doing we're that good kids. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. All right. For Sam Sprunger, Tony Hollinsworth, my name's Dalton Shetler. Thank you all for tuning in and joining us for another edition of Big Ten Plus Four. And until next time, we'll see you soon. See ya. Bye.